2: Jeff Hurst, the trailer booking and Billy Bones, a palo de Gaulle, West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, it is season eight. It is episode twenty-five. More of who's who just said that a minute. But welcome back. Uh Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed, Sitting round the fire. You- talking to you. Yeah. Now, uh must explain. No John tonight. He's actually building a studio. Maybe we record from that studio, but more. I'll let him explain why he's building the studio in his back garden when he comes back on the podcast. But he's uh, having the final touches put to his new studio. Uh, No George tonight. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but you might think it was a bit weird. And that is Nigel, myself and George recorded the whole episode of over an hour and a half long. And afterwards, as we were finishing, or or towards the end, George's laptop died. And I don't mean just died. It gave up. It's dead. It's a dead parrot. It ceased to be. And that meant, um, and in fact, he's not here tonight because it's still dead. He sent it back to John Lewis. It's an Apple Mac. Um, We had to re-edit the whole episode to remove George out of it. So hopefully it sort of worked. I don't know if you listened to it, um, Nigel, but. There is a few mentions of George and you know what do you two think, et cetera but um I think uh we mentioned it once, but we got away with it as uh, forty towers would say,
0: really? but it just sounded like I spoke a
2: lot. you do speak a lot, <laughs> in fact, I'll tell you a little story when when we removed uh, it was one one hour and twenty five minutes when we removed all the silence gaps where george had been the whole episode only went down by 10 minutes so it tells you how much george and i speak uh, george uh, speaks and how much nigel and myself speak um but uh we're missing george we're missing um john but we've got someone in their place um chris do you want to introduce
3: yourself do i have to we've done all this before haven't we well we you know, have but, this, but it's, this is my it's third a little bit of a appearance. build up ready this, this, ready ready this is my third... <laughs> it's chris aka gonzo and i'm sitting you're gonna ask me or will i just yeah, tell you where I'm are here? you or what are you and what are you
2: doing gonzo
3: well, well never mind what i'm doing that's my own personal business but i'll tell you where i am i am under the stairs but unlike john who is putting the finishing touches to his studio shed project i'm about to start the preliminary touches because i'm going to be building myself one as well
2: you people in your sheds, eh? so jo, uh, sorry nigel's got a shed uh john's built a studio in his shed and you're building a, another shed this this uh we should maybe start a shed podcast uh alongside the uh, more than just a podcast
3: there's actually a group, Sean. They're called Heads. and they're West Ham fans. It's a West Ham fan group called the Heads. They come and drink down the uh, the boats uh, before the game at the the Chat barges opposite the stadium. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Um, and yeah, they they all. I don't know what they do. I think they, maybe they tweet each other from their sheds and and. Uh, yeah, do they? Much like, like yeah, much like Nigel.
0: I've not murdered these people.
3: Shed heads. Maybe a hashtag. I'm not sure how it works. Shed heads. Have, have a look, Nigel. You'd be you'd be well in, mate.
2: Yeah. Anyway, well, we are not an outdoor building podcast. We are a football podcast and we're here to talk about West Ham, even though we're slightly depressed. Um, Chris, we, we, did you go? Did you make the, the trip, European trip to Wales for the weekend? <laughs> Fortunately, uh, not. No, they didn't oh, uh, dust the
3: passport off.
2: Well, as our guest, we're going to start with you. Um, I assume you watched the game, by the way. I did, yeah. Um,
3: quite simply, uh, give us a little bit blow-by-bow. Where did it go wrong? Well, I called it Wimbledon syndrome. And I just mean, not not that we've lost our stadium or anything like that, but what I mean is that we, we turned up with, um, I think, a little bit of a presumption that we were going to win. That it was just going to be easy. That Cardiff were lower than us in the league, and we didn't have to fight or battle. And sort of lo and behold, we didn't have any fight. We didn't have any battle. We started slowly as well, which was a real issue. Obviously, we'd started quickly after the the Billy Bonds uh, ceremony because I think the stadium was raucous and whatnot. And I don't. I just don't know what the players are doing. I just wonder sometimes if. Pellegrini is is so calm, and that's a real asset for him. Um, particularly when he's got to make decisions like an Alcovic and whatnot. I just wonder if he's a little bit too calm beforehand. I, I thought we, we were just lackluster. I thought we were going to get going. They were just first to everything, and even our skillful players didn't get going. So we were outbattled and and outskilled. Really, he
2: did say. Pellegrini said in his press conference beforehand, "Uh, playing relegation uh, threatened teams is." the hardest and we shouldn't be complacent and yet we seem to be when uh he picked his team did you think did you agree with it did you did you think it was a team to to beat uh Cardiff as most people bid by way and in, in a Clarence Hugh poll 78% said we were going to beat Cardiff uh and Paul uh, Merson and uh, Mark Laurison kiss of death both
3: said two nil win yeah, but if that you still would have had twenty two per cent of cynical old West Ham fans who just knew that this was typically the game when we'd fall flat on our faces, really. But in answer to your question, the team the team seemed fine. You you stick with what you got. Um if anything, there might have been a little bit of tinkering here and there. I thought Antonio had been unlucky not to feature. Um but you can't argue with that team. I, I don't think it was I don't think it was the formation. I really don't. I, I think it was attitude.
2: You don't change a winning team, is the old adage. But then again, we haven't won an away game since December the thirtieth, I believe. Um, well, I know we lost December the thirtieth, so it's it's six games where we've drawn one against Palace, we've lost five games. Um I don't know, Nigel, he, he's got to change it. He's got to change something, hasn't he? It, it, we can't, it's not working. Whatever it is away from home, it's not working.
0: Yeah. Um, on out of itch up front for a start. Yeah. You know, like him or loathe him or hate him or want him out of the club or want to keep him. It was, for me, we were more dangerous with him on the pitch than we were before he we came on. You know, I've seen people saying, oh, he looked uninterested. He didn't want to do anything. He looked like Arnautovic to me, the way he played, the way he normally does, which when we lose, looks uninterested and lazy. But when we win, it's normally him popping up and doing the goods. Yeah. Um, I think he had the best shot that we had. I know Declan at the post, but yeah. I, the only shot I can think on target was Arnautovic in the second half that the keeper parried away. Um,
2: it, can, can we talk about the villain of the piece? Because I know you have a big problem about people trying to cheat. Can can we mention uh, an an um, Andis and um, your view on his uh, simulation? Well, we got booked didn't He
0: he did. So that's the rules of the game. There you go. Yeah, you don't want to be seeing that. Decanio's drive me mad. You know, and and when you look at. Canio, if you look at that Bradford game where he had three stonewall penalties turned down, stonewall penalties, you could argue that the reason why he didn't get them penalties is because he used to throw himself about. And that's what happens. And Hernandez could become like that. He could get brought down for a stonewall penalty and not get it because of antics in doing that. You know, yeah. that, uh, it, it's embarrassing. You know, it is, it's embarrassing for the player, not for the club. I don't feel West Ham should be embarrassed. I'd, I'd like to think he'd, he'd get told, or don't be doing that silly, uh, silly man, um, and and get on with it.
2: Uh, Chris, who was your who was your man of the match, if you had one?
3: Uh, well, Fabianski. But just on what you were talking about, then I think in the previous game when he won the penalty, I think there there wasn't enough contact to make him go down. So yeah. he, he felt the light touch, and he went down. And I think if you're in that mindset, I, I just think there's a very, very fine line between what happened in each game. And I just think the, the other the other one didn't make contact in Cardiff, the one before did. Um, and he, you could, you could forgive him, and Andes for wondering what all the fuss is about because he'd won a penalty in, in the previous one, and he probably used exactly the same sort of diving technique, if you know what I mean. Because both of them are, are a dive, because it's not enough contact, even the first one, to send a grown man to the floor. Well, he leaves
0: his foot there, doesn't he? Yeah, it, yeah. It's a deliberate leaving of the foot, and, and people can argue about sportsmanship and whatever. It's For me, that's not natural, to leave your foot there, knowing you're going to get tackled. Because sometimes you, get, you come undone if the defender don't make the tackle, because he knows what you're going to do. Hmm.
2: So, um, going back to your man of the match, Fabianski, uh, currently Hugh readers agree with you, by the way. He was the only player in the player ratings. We had about 200 votes to score a seven. Declan Rice got a six. Issa Diop got a five. And do you know what? Every other player, apart from two, got somewhere in the four. We've never had such dismal ratings. Um, Philippe Anderson got a three. And Hernandez got a two. Who, who, who's? Did anyone stand out for you, Nigel? Is 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 it something where you just want to forget the performance, or did anyone even try? Yeah,
0: I don't need that personally. I think we've wasted eleven minutes on it. (laughs) You just want to move on. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just think, yeah, you know, that it is quite laughable sometimes when you go through social media and we win at home and we're planning for Europe, and then we lose away, and the world's going to cave in. Um, You know, then you get the old sages that sit there and go, well, we've seen it all before, haven't we? This is what West Ham do. Quite why, though, we've never been able to put our finger on it, and I don't think there is an answer for it, how you can have all these managers throughout the years with good players and bad players, and yet we always have this ability to do this. Yeah, Pellegrini out then? No, not Pellegrini out. I could, the thing is, I, I ain't got visions of grandeur, have I? I don't believe we'll ever crack the top six. And I, I think Pellegrini will bring us the football that we like. It will entertain us. So there's a reason to go over there. If it was Allardyce doing this, we'd be bored shitless. So we'd be bored out of our head sitting there, you know, in ninth spot. And, you know, mid-table mediocrity, isn't it?
2: Yeah. But Pellegrini
0: keeps it a bit interesting.
2: So remember, and this is for you, Chris, uh, we, we may be going on the radio soon uh, and rebroadcast this podcast on radio and there are 47 words that Ofcom don't like said on the radio <laughs> which, I, <laughs> which I've sent to Nigel that he's got to try and avoid so uh, uh, it will be hilarious something you never heard of
0: I hope
3: one of them is not disingenuous
0: no no no, no my, no, the, the, no. my favourite was Punani I'm not allowed to say that <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I knew what it was. It's a toasted uh, sandwich, isn't it? Well, I thought it was bread you got down the Indian. Uh, Can I have a Pernani, no. please? And uh, not not with the coconut in. Uh.
2: And beef curtains is another one. You know, yeah. I to say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I got in this subject. I'm going to do a fact <laughs> back quickly. Uh, Cardiff City only had 29% possession which means west ham enjoyed 71 percent. west ham had nine shots two on target the bluebirds had 16 shots seven on target did the possession surprise you
3: uh chris oh not really it's, that's the way we play um it is it's easy as it was so languid i mean i like to i like my rugby union and I, whilst we might have had possession, we certainly didn't have territory in hurtful areas, if you like, and certainly the most hurtful attacks and the most hurtful possession were theirs. We, we, you know, a bit all the gear and no idea in that respect. I think really, mate, we had the the ball a bit and and didn't really know what to do with it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, like Nigel said, we've wasted fourteen minutes talking on something we'd rather forget. Uh, I had a pretty miserable Sunday wasn't great walking into work with people just laughing and sniggering going, Oh yeah, Cardiff. You can, you can get one nil against
0: oh, the football. Sorry. I thought that was normal walking to work with you, but <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, but going back to what Nigel said a minute ago, he knows where we are. Just before the game, I wrote a story uh, about a free agent, uh, Barami. And, uh, and I, I talked about a throwaway comment, and we talked about it on the podcast before, which is we have a budget of about 25 million. Now, I didn't think anything of it at the time. We've run the story on Clarence here. We've run the, we've, we run the story two weeks ago. All hell broke loose on Twitter and social media going, can't believe we've only got 25 million. I think you didn't, didn't uh, Hammer's Chat run a, a video oh, on I this very I made that one, Sean.
3: Yeah, I made a video <laughs> out of that. T- it don't take much, mate. Tell it you, was yeah. a
2: two-week-old story, and, and I couldn't believe suddenly we'd run it the first time and mentioned it, and no one seemed to sort of take notice. And suddenly, in, I literally put one line in a story, and Clara you, and suddenly, you know, everybody's going, oh, my God, we can't compete, we can't compete, we can't compete. What, what do you, I haven't seen the video. What did you say in your video, um, um, Gonzo? Uh,
3: to be fair, uh, judging by the reaction, I got a reaction like I had said stuff, but it was more the presumption that I'd said stuff. I'm really in the video. I just said that we've only got £25 million to spend. If that's true, how are we going to generate the funds? I valued the players and mused about who we would get rid of. It wasn't – I didn't even think it's a particularly – interesting or controversial video to be fair but people were feisty on social media last week because yeah i got a lot of stick over that i got a bit of stick for saying it was too early for to qualify for europe and i got a bit of stick for saying the um moving the, the seats closer was smoke and mirrors so i wasn't very Ooh. popular last week
2: more of that later more of that later update update probably get in trouble for giving an update but i'm gonna give an update later on the seats um so i wrote two blogs on sunday after defeat the first one, and you can go and read them Clarence Hugh, where all the money goes. I felt I had to explain because people are saying, "But we get a hundred million from TV, and we get this, and we get that." So uh, it's going to quick give a quick summary. The, the details on on the article. It's called "Where All the Money Goes," Claret and Hugh. Google it, you'll find it.
0: Is that where it goes? No, it's? The first is, and Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking all the money. Is it your fault?
2: So the last the last figures, two thousand and seventeen, two thousand and eighteen, just published um, in December, we turned over one hundred and seventy five million. So that's what we earned. Now that's broken down: one hundred and eighteen point five million is from TV. That's the biggest chunk. Hold up!
0: Can I just point out you forgot to say that word? What
2: record? It wasn't record, though, wasn't it? Was it not? It wasn't record because you know it went down from the previous year. Oh, yes. You're just trying to get me on that. (laughs) Ticket sales were down as well, 24.5 million. So this is just season tickets and normal tickets. Commercial, which includes sponsorship and corporate hospitality, was another 24 million down as well. And retail was 8 million. Add that all up, you get 175 million. Okay? That's your income. Now, what most people don't realize is we spend it as fast as we get it you know there's no rocket science here so we spend 106 million last year it's going to go up again this year 106 million on wages right we spend another 32 and a half million paying other clubs for transfers we did done in the past we then spend 3 million on rent and it could go on. We we spend another $4 million on club stock. We pay $10 million back to the banks that, from the overdraft, $1 million in tax, $4.5 Well, the, the media rights and funding that we take from Trevor Tabor. Michael is a sort overdraft.
0: <laughs> now, Trevor's his brother. Who, uh, <laughs> <very> <laughs> he's he's, I don't he's know not generous. He's generous old is. He's an yeah, he's, he's, and he charges um, our interest. <laughs> yeah, <it's fun. laughs> now...
2: And, and, of course, let's not forget, because Nigel reminds us, four and a half million pounds back to the shareholders in, in accrued interest. So when you add it all up, we spend most of the money we get out. With the remaining stuff, right, so we made a 33 million pound profit on paper, right? We spent 41 million pounds, and this is not last summer, but the summer and year before, 41 million pounds on incoming players. And then we pull back thirty million pound in sales, leaving us a, an eight million pound loss. In other words, we spent net net of eleven million in the last full season. Now, it's going to get a lot worse this coming season. But what <laughs> we we can just about afford to bung twenty million in. The other five six million comes in if we improve our place and that's doubtful now, whether we can get above 10th, which we're we're budgeting for, but the reality of it is right. We cannot afford to put 90, a hundred million in every year, unless we sell players and for all the people going, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? I expect us when we publish the accounts for this season coming, you know, this season we're in at the moment that West Ham will make a massive loss because we spent £89.5 million pounds last summer, because we can't afford to do anything else. And the next story I wrote, and I'll let Nigel come in because I know this is one of his favourite subjects, is the the owners are unlikely to inject any more cash. They injected cash between 2011, the year after they took over, and 2014. Since then, they haven't injected any cash. Uh, they injected something like fifty-two and a half million pound in cash. They've earned around thirteen million in interest, which they've taken out. They continue to take some out, and they took four and a half million out last year. And they will be paid back forty-five million pound on the first January twenty twenty. Now, before we start, you know, this whole big, we hate the board. Let them sell. Get other owners in. All I put in that same um article, and look, I've I, I got all the people going, "Oh, yeah." club mouthpiece, Sullivan told Sean to write this story etc. He didn't. Um is no owners really. If you look across the whole of the Premier League, no one is in- injecting cash anymore. Uh, Abramovich that invested 2 billion is not injecting cash anymore. The Glazers not injecting cash anymore. Um you name it, you can go well, through it's, all it's of them. Fair, the Glazers have never injected cash in. They they borrow money. Well, yeah. Um the the I think the Liverpool uh owners Thin who's one. that Finn yeah one. they they loaned money to do the, the stadium 2 years ago but they charged interest on it um and you've got um Spurs um, they've loaned money or borrowed money obviously for the stadium but no one just in, just continually in, in, injects cash anymore it's a thing of the past the only the only exceptions to that are probably clubs that have been promoted like Fulham and wolves and people like that and again the reason you inject cash is for three reasons and i do this in the article the first one is you've just been promoted and you want to stay up the second one is you've just been relegated and you're trying to uh, cushion the blow is what you know our lot did when we got relegated or the third one is you're moving or you're rebuilding a stadium apart from that the model now of a premier league club is to be sustainable and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nigel I'm going to let you come in um, because I think you actually, although you disagree with most of these things, you agree this is correct. There's only a certain amount we can afford and a sustainable model is the right one.
0: Yeah I've I've never been a believer in owners having to put in their own uh, income to sustain a football club in the Premier League in its infancy and, and going on is littered with men that have actually lost their fortunes because they bought football clubs and and thought that if they spent, you know, 50 million, they'll get back 100 when they spent 70 million and got back 10 because the the project's failed. You you know, Crystal Palace, I think have had two owners um, lose their um, income Simon Jordan and was it Goldberg was it yeah Goldberg yeah Goldberg you know both (laughs) lost you know uh, at at the end of the day I know it wasn't allied to West Ham but even look at the Icelandics look what happened to to, to them um the funny thing about the Icelandics is is that they actually invested more money even though they never had it they actually invested more money in the club than Golden Sullivan um but look where we ended up there. So you, you don't, if we don't ever want to be in that Icelandic situation again, then the answer is the club has to sustain itself. Now the problem yeah. is the way I see it is a lot of people on social media think that the club's money is the owner's money. That they, they a lot of people actually think that Golden Sullivan spent hundred million pounds of their own money buying players when they didn't. Yeah. They didn't know. No, but uh, you know, people get after the story and think that's the whole story, and then they let their fantasies run away with it. And if you tell a fantasy often enough and convince other people to repeat it, then that fantasy becomes truth to people. And then when people turn up and go, actually, you're wrong, they think you're the killjoy.
2: Maybe you can have one of your famous videos to explain the finances. I want to bring in Gonzo. Gonzo, is the finance element interesting to you or just I don't care where the money comes, just spend more money in the summer? People don't seem to want to listen to the sensible solution or the sensible answer. The reason we only can spend 25 million or 20 million is
3: that's all we've got. Yeah, I think it. you've got to put a bit of context into that and it depends where the message is coming from. So you're, I don't doubt anything you're saying in terms of the accounts, the finances, the mathematics of it. I'm sure you're absolutely right. But your people and fans are disappointed because of what was promised when we left Upton Park. And you're absolutely right. That's why you can't really compare us with other clubs because we have been sold a dream in that sense and we have been promised an awful lot. So I think, actually... Whilst you're right that owners, and Nigel is right, that owners shouldn't put their money in, I think we expect them to because of what really, you have to say, has been an unsuccessful stadium move thus far. It's not transpired. The five-year plan and all the rest of it has not happened. What I would say on this, though, is the reason we've only got £20 to spend next transfer window is because they're taking 40 million quid out now I just think it might be a little bit sensible bearing in mind where um, Pellegrini is with his plan why don't they just defer that for a year and actually allow him to spend 60 million and then take it the year after I think they still get their interest they still earn just as much money but I think bearing in mind that perhaps Wolves Leicester and a lot of other clubs aren't going to spend granted they might not do 100 million again but They'll be spending a lot more than 20. I think this season more than ever, stand still, go backwards. And that's what I'd like to see done. Not unrealistic, not dipping their hands into their pocket again, but they don't have that money yet. Just wait another year. That's what I'd like to see done.
2: I mean, that could happen, by the way, Chris, because they have deferred this twice already. And, you know, when I say they only can have 20 million, that's not factoring in paying the 40 million back. I haven't even factored that in. I'm talking about just as it is at the moment. On the current, you know, year, which obviously the summer thing will just be at the tail end of uh, paying the forty-five million back on the first January two, 2020, you know, less than a year away, is is a mammoth task for them, and I, I just don't see how they can get the finances. What what people fail to understand is they look at the profits. Look, there has been sixty million pound of paper profits in the last two years but paper profits mean nothing in the way the accounts are written in the way things are depreciated um it is difficult to understand but we are cash poor right cash flow is always a problem this is why we have to borrow up to 30 million pounds every year from michael to because we don't have the cash um but people don't understand that and say well you know where did the thirty million where did the sixty million pound profits? Well it didn't go anywhere. Yes, yes, the, the owners took four and a half million out. That, that you know, that's without a doubt. But they haven't bunged sixty million in their pocket. No one's, you know, pocketing money or stashing it away somewhere. We just don't have the cash. I think the thing the club's got to look at as well is we we've spent
0: eighty million um to move, but well, we put a down payment. Right, yeah, we so put a down this payment. season we've spent. Yeah. You know, we've 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 pledged to pay eighty million for the people that we have bought. Eighty nine point seven, right? Oh, sorry, eighty nine point five. How many yeah. places has that gained us in the league? It's hard to say at the moment. Well, we finished thirteenth, right? So let's say we are. You know, let's say uh, let's say we finish where we are, ninth. So that's gained us four spaces. Yeah. About £2 million a place, I think. Right. Ah, see, now, this is where I was angling at, yeah? yeah. Now, look, uh, we're not that far off for seventh spot. And, 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 yeah. and actually, I think this season, the players have let the club down in some of the performances that we should be sitting around that seventh spot. But, so what's going to make sure, so we've signed some better players to get to that seventh spot, but we could spend another 40, 50 million players just to finish seventh. Is that it? Is that the sum? Because the top six is, it's, it's, a, it's an unreachable club because you would have to spend 100 million, 100 million, 100 million, 100 million. In fact, you probably wouldn't. You, you would have to spend more. If you look at what City done, they were having to go out and spend to join the top four. They were, you know, they were throwing two hundred million or, or oh, one hundred and fifty million when everybody else the money was less. And then one year they still got beat to it by Spurs under Rednap. Yeah, you know, it's it's the end game near because there's now six teams in that, people talk about Tottenham's going to be financially Armstrong with their new stadium. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. I think I think their stadium will keep them probably about where they are. We
2: shall see. Anyway, I want to I want to move on. Um, all I'll say, the last word on this, and I'll come to Chris on is. There are not there is not a queue of people waiting to buy West Ham. We've had no serious offer for West Ham. So people might want uh new owners with deeper pockets. But one, there is no one waiting in the wings ready to buy West Ham. And two, if they do buy them, it doesn't mean they're gonna start injecting cash. As I've pointed out in the article, no one's injecting cash anymore. It's it the rules have changed and people buy them for businesses going, well, do you know what? They generate a lot of cash on their own and we want a sustainable model and live within our means.
0: But there's a quickly, the reason for that and people got to look at is who's made more money, golden Sullivan or the owners of Wolves?
2: Well, Wolves are done very well, but are they a one season? No, wonder? no, no. What I'm saying is, yeah, the owners of Wolves
0: and the owners of Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. When did they buy the club? The owners of Watford, when did they buy the club?
2: Yeah. People
0: don't I know buy Premier League clubs no more.
2: No, they buy Championship clubs and, and build
0: them up. Yes, exactly, because that is where the return, because now people were buying Premier League clubs to try and get in the Champions League, because that's how you get your return. You've right. now got four out of six going for it. So where do these billionaires get their return? Buying a Championship club and turn them into a Premier League club, and then they'll yeah. get a better return for their money. All
2: right, last question to both of you. Yes, no answers. Bet the devil you know with Golden Sullivan,
3: Gonzo? <sighs> um, sometimes, I'm afraid, sometimes I think yes, because we've all seen what's happened at other clubs. I know that's not yes, no, but yeah, sometimes yeah. I think yes. I'll take that as a yes Nigel you get the last words, yes or no <laughs> well, I'll, bet the devil I'll, you know well,
0: I'll answer this question later cuz that has been asked in twitter questions one.
2: all right okay fair enough let's move on in fact it's slightly linked because um yesterday was the one year anniversary of Burnham, uh burnley troubles uh we all remember it um and you know I I don't want to go into the politics of it and you know the whole politics of who was threats and everything else, and the West Ham groups United. Um, what I want to talk about is obviously what happened on that day. I, I was a first-hand witness. I was right in front of the the box, director's box, recording it. I was I was with the group of people along with John and George. Um, you know, and it was in my view, and I'd said this before. It's a perfect storm. You know, the march had been called off, we were losing, another goal went in, lots of people went to leave, and then there was a move to the box. Um but I I looked at this yesterday and I did an article, and I don't know if you've read it, but I, I did one year on from Burnley. And what I said is um in fact I pointed to the the five thousand word letter on uh Hammer's chat actually, Gonzo, because uh, 'cause you've still got it up there. Um Obviously, the FA investigation almost took a year. It was only published a few months ago. And basically, they did criticise the owners and the stadium operators badly, saying they'd cut costs, they have reduced the number of stewards, um, and there were a number of things that they, they, they got wrong. Since then, by the way, I think they had about 955 stewards at that Burnley game. The average number of stewards for every single London Stadium game is around 1,300 now. So nearly 350 more um, than we had on duty. Um, And obviously now we have the pitch safety stewards with their safety glasses and football boots, and maybe they they could have been used at at Birmingham over the weekend with with Jack Grealish. Um, Now, in the letter... And I can't, if you, Gonzo, if you went or whether it was Gio went to meet Karen Brady that that fateful day, The letter that was published on the 21st of February, Um, the club made certain promises. And I I tried to look back on some of these. And do you know what? Some of them have been delivered. I'm sure you can both say what you see it. But, you know, the promise to honour the club's history, I think they have done some of it by putting murals up obviously uh the flag bearers pay um history to the crest and the old crest before kickoff and at half time there's been articles in the in the programs the, the naming of the billy bond stand was obviously a, a nod to history probably the biggest bit um we haven't got a permanent display we haven't got a museum that they promised at the moment but i guess there's still time they have been temporary ones the match day experience again they're trying to Get moving on with the West Ham vacation around the concourse. They've got a fan zone. I haven't been to it yet, but I understand there's life bands outside the East Stand, etc. I hear good things. There's a new statue about to be commissioned outside Champions Place. Um, again, they had promised in that letter renaming the road to the stadium to call it the West Ham Way. Um, and they promised to bring back um, some of the traders, including the sweet people and the 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 food sellers etc with the exception the rib man we haven't seen a lot of that yet but they have settled out of court with the owners e20 owned by lldc and who knows with this new positive um mood of cooperation between the two you never know it could happen more recently one of their promises was bringing people close to the pitch we're going to talk about this later but You know, squaring it off, bringing some people close to the pitch seems to be a possibility now where it wasn't a year ago. Um, And, of course, probably the biggest change has been in the investment in a world-class manager, allegedly paid up to £10 million a year, the investment of £90 million. Now, none of that would seem possible as we face that, that spring of discontent a year ago. So what I said at the end of the article, and I'm going to hand over to you guys in a minute, is still, much, still work, much work to do, but it's a step in the right direction, and we're unlikely to see a repeat of the Burnley Troubles anytime soon. I'm going to start with you, Gonzo,
3: because <laughs> I know what Nigel's going to say. I'll let him breathe first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you've always got to be careful in life by using the lowest possible point in which to make comparisons for improvement. So you might go out for a lovely meal and compared to, you know, you might go out for a meal and compared to that burnt lasagna the other night, it's quite nice. But actually, you, it's a very, very poor starting point. So why are we... we I had this in a week. We were talking about the stadium and I was talking about the seats and I will we'll go on to that a little bit. But people were making a comparison and so people were arguing with me and coming back with other grounds with, with running tracks around them. People were saying, well, look, at, look at PSG's carpet. That, that's, that's not bad. That looks nice. And the point is you're using comparisons crap football stadiums. Well, actually, why are we comparing it to that? Surely we want to compare it with Anfield. Surely we want to compare it with Everton and Wolves and, and so on. It's very easy to take a bad example and compare with it. And I just think that's what's happening with Burnley. I also think, because it's just, you've said so much there, Sean, there's so much to cover. I do believe when they, and I didn't go to those meetings after you and I and, and many others went to those bloggers meetings. I didn't attend any meetings uh, afterwards out of choice. Um, and, I, I'll, I'll let Gio speak for himself, but Gio, I think Geo attend, attended one meeting and he, he pulled out as, as well for his own reasons, which he can articulate. Um, yeah. But they were they were they were asking all the wrong questions. They the list of demands that 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 group came up with were absolutely ridiculous. The thing is, it's very nice to get the Billy Bond stand. It's very nice to have a walkway called the West Ham Way. It's very nice to have a few flags. But I just, I couldn't believe they went into those meetings with such a, a weak set of demands because actually, and it is good that Pellegrini has signed on the dotted line and he is world-class, but actually there's, there's other more important things like the stadium, like the training ground, which is not up to standard. At all. we've had Gary Lewin on Hammers Chat uh, very recently, very, very um, diplomatic, of course, but he said enough. And, I just thought they went in with all the wrong demands, and because of that, we are seeing improvements in that. And there was such frustration at the time; people weren't going into, people shouldn't have gone to those meetings demanding fan zones and banners and this, that, and the other. It's the little things do help, and there has been improvement, but um, I'm, st- I'm still underwhelmed, Sean, if I may say so.
2: What, what, what? One thing, so. Obviously, you know, I sit on the uh, official supporters board, although Nigel refused to call call it that. What one thing would you make a change that hasn't been done in the last year if you had a magic wand?
3: Well, it's going to be the stadium, but you want to talk about that uh, in a bit. That's my... You know, stadium's my main, my main thing, really. I do. I am pleased to be invested some money, but it's not when you go through the accounts there. And you know, you asked a asked question earlier on, Sean, you said, do do you just switch off? Are you bored by the accounts? And I think a lot of people do switch off because what they see is a series of times when we didn't spend money. So the Pyatt money came in and then we bought Snograss, which is 12 million. And people look at it and think, okay, yes, yeah, so you've spent 80, 90 million, or promised 80, 90 million, but you haven't really spent and in, in the, two, the two transfer windows preceding that. And people, are, you, you've got to realise these owners don't start from scratch. So people aren't going to be forgiving. You know, they are starting from two steps back because of the move, because of the mistrust. I, I do remember, I think it was possibly the Watford game last season and Sullivan did a video. I think he did a vid- he did a little video and he promised his world class scouting network with with videos and and, and and a data room and and all this maybe I've embellished it a little bit more than it was, but he alluded to the fact that there would be some high tech state of the art scouting system and, and it's stuff like that is still yet to happen. I know we've appointed Julios and is that any other but you you still get the impression that people are running around with an a four pad and a pencil behind the area and scouting players. The big stuff doesn't happen, Sean. Sure. The small stuff does. But my magic wand would be the stadium, which we'll obviously discuss later.
2: Nigel, where did it all go right or where did it all go wrong in the last year?
3: Um,
0: I don't think, for me, anything's really changed. If you look at the money that they spent in the summer, people will argue back to the Burnley game, it falls their hand. When in reality, if you probably look at it, if if everything that you know we're told is to believe, and you know I always take what they say with a pinch of salt. But I mean, they told me we're playing claret and Blue. I'd want a second opinion. Um, is that Pellegrini was done a done deal before? You know, as long as we didn't go down, Pellegrini was a done deal. Pellegrini was a done deal, and agreed he was only coming if he had a substantial budget. So then you've got to think, well, then that was already done. The mm-hmm. flags, I couldn't give a monkey's about. What does that bring to us realistically? It's nice to have the murals around the ground, except we don't have murals where we are, and we can't get to around the ground because they've shut the gates and won't let us walk around there anymore. So again, you know, being selfish here, the murals mean nothing to me because I can't even get to see them now. Where before I used to be able to walk around the ground, well, they won't let me no more. They keep there's stopping some, me. There's some murals round our
2: way. Where Um, In the, uh, towards 112 in that little. Oh, um, what, the gangway. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Oh, to the lower tier stairs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Come on, down Where do I sit again? Stay.
2: Yeah, upstairs. You're up a tier. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Is there nothing? You must have been no, going nothing. to jig. they have gone to the, the fan here. zone and jigged along with the uh, live I've not band. been to the fan zone. But when you say side. the
0: fan zone,
2: right, when you when you think
0: fan zone, I think of an enclosed park like they've got at Man City, like they've got at Anfield where you can go in and have a mingle. What have they got? They've just stuck another stall up outside on the envelope, they? or the apron, whatever they want to call it. You know, as uh, I said, they wheel I, I out Colt and Cole. you know, the trio now, the new trio that they want to wheel out. Colt and Cole, Jack Collison and Marlon Airwood, the legends. Uh, you <laughs> know, wheel them out, shove them at the bar, <laughs> get a band to sing a few Scar songs and everybody's happy. Well, you know,
2: not really, are they? Anyway, um, I'm sure we could talk all night on this. Well, all right, so I'm going to ask the same question I asked to, to Gonzo. What is the one magic wand thing that you would... Change that hasn't been changed in the last year, Nigel. Knock it down and rebuild it. Oh, how did I didn't know you were going to say that? Well, but but what, this, what? And this is why. This is why. But hold up, you People cannot say you're not going to be realistic. That ain't going to happen. Hold up,
0: you said magic wand. Magic Do you show what? me a magic wand that's realistic.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you asked a stupid uh, question. I'll oh, give yeah, you a I, stupid I, answer. I don't know
3: right. what fairy tales you were read when you were younger, Sean. But I'll dear tell you what, mate. Dear. What what
2: realistic? Alright, that's not let's take your magic wand. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of what bamboo, isn't
3: it? A
0: realistic change. magic wand, just a stick. Yeah. Well you, there, there's nothing. There there is nothing now. All
2: right. For me. Well, let me take let me use this opportunity to talk about the as as people been following on uh, the podcast, we've been talking about Nigel and myself have been challenging the club about the real nature of the uh, stands moving forward and our challenge has been we're not sure that the vast majority or thousands are moving forward this has been rejected by the club um, but we've provided some diagrams we've provided some some evidence that we think is strong um, I, I asked someone at the club today and there's been no update and there's been no reply um, from the stadium owners one way or the other I don't know what way to take that I mean, it's been weeks now. Is that is that um,
0: that's
2: the worst that mission
0: That is the worst update you've ever done. <laughs> you built this up. I'm going to update you. I'm going to that you. Is. What's the update? Oh, there's no update. There's no
2: update. <laughs> <laughs> after these messages. You can't
3: beat a clickbait,
2: mate. Keep, keep, keep yeah. on going to the 46th minute. <laughs> Think, what are they
0: going to say? They're going to come up and go, do you know what? <clears throat> that, that dickhead was right. <laughs> you know, we're not moving the stand four metres.
2: We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to give up on it. I'm going to not give up on it. Uh, Transfer news. I mean... I mean uh, I, I've been told, I don't know if you wrote the story, that rice is not for sale, but if you know, we'd need an offer of somewhere approaching hundred million uh to to uh to buy him that who Husilius is, is out looking for value for money for the summer. Um I think we've talked about, you know, Masuaku, Carol will be released, Hernandez is up for sale, Perez is up for sale, Obiang's up for sale, Ox is up for sale. <laughs> Hugo's up for sale, Byram's up for sale. <clears throat> they could look at raising somewhere between 30 and 50 million pounds if, if they're all sold. People have pointed out that they would all have to be replaced. Uh, but we have to remember that other people are coming. Oh, and Carlos Sanchez, by the way. I mean, Carlos Sanchez isn't playing at the moment. We're, we're going to have Yemelenko yeah, back. We've just got... Um, uh, we've got Lanzini back. And of course we've got people like Ben Johnson and, and Holland uh, that haven't cost us anything. So I think there are, there are some bargains out there and I see that maybe there's a mixture of free agents, cheaper buys as well as a marquee sign in the summer. And and the and the, the way I did to look at that is, you know, I know I keep on going on about this, but look at Fabian Balboana and the three and a half million he cost. Look Fabian at Nasri and Balbuana. the... Yeah.
0: Alright. Oh, is that his name?
3: Yeah. Or is it Trevor? Yeah, is. Trevor Trevor well,
2: I thought it was Bob. What did you think his name was? Bob no, Fabian. Oh right. <laughs> um so I, I do think they will do a mixture. It just won't be. I mean, people think we need to buy seven forty million pound players. Pellegrini and then Pellegrini will walk and throw his toys out of the pram unless he gets that. I think you're starting to see a number of free agents linked. We could see uh, Gary Medell, um, you know, join. We could see a few people uh, that are in their sort of early 30s as temporary to move us on. And we might see someone like Diop where we spend a bit big for the future as well. And I think Pellegrini... We, in in which we trust, it will do a mixture of that over the summer before we all throw our toys out the pram at the moment and say, you know, if unless we get hundred million pounds, uh, it's just not worth it. We're we're, we're giving up the ghost already. So, oh, um, a right, quick thing to Chris him, that... go, go on, because uh, Chris, do you, where do you think
0: is it wise to keep buying six or seven players every season? Chopping and changing, (coughs) chopping and changing. Where do you sit on that?
3: No, I was, and before I knew that we would have the amount to spend that Sean reported, I was of the mindset that if we did have 60, 70 million to spend, I'd rather see it spent on a couple of players because I, I do actually agree with what Sean said. Obviously, it, works on the assumption that nobody's getting injured so Sean just said Lanzini's back Yarmolenko's back well there's not a lot in our recent history of injuries to suggest we won't have some pretty major injuries again next season but I want to see Johnson come through I want to see Holland do a rate highly come through I think it's great what's happened with Diagana Declan Rice huge success story I have got no problem with us using the youth academy and buying big players because I'm like you Nigel I do not, mo- I do not expect us to be challenging for the top four. I didn't expect, or I didn't want us to be trying to go for that Europa League this season. I think mean, it's a Mickey Mouse competition anyway. I, I want us to win the FA Cup or the League Cup. That's really what I want us to do. So, what I do, I would rather see us invest in, uh, in quant, in quality rather than quantity.
2: Hmm. We could have two hundred and twenty twenty million to spend this summer. By the way. Do you, know, do you know how we'll get to that number? We sell rice for 100 million. I was just going to say, you've got to be selling rice. You've got to sell Marco for 45 million, right? Well, you know that you ain't sell, gonna happen. You sell to China. You sell all the other players I just mentioned, all of them, for 50 million. And you add your 25 million in. There you go. Can we, we sell, sell 200... rice to China?
0: Now, that would be a, you
1: know... <laughs> a rice, bit, if uh, rice,
0: if, if we could sell uh, rice to China, I think we could uh, have, like, a bit of a...
1: Yeah,
2: very you know, funny, you, very funny. You've got that headline Barrett anyway, Clara
3: and Hugh there,
2: that's the uh, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: selling <send laughs> rice
1: to China. It's, no. it's, anyway, it's,
2: well, don't worry. It's time for this. Yeah, it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. It's where Nigel... Ask a question, which I've got no idea because I haven't got Facebook up, and you, the listeners, answer him on Twitter, social media, and Facebook. Over to you, Nigel.
0: Yes, I put. Alas, Sean and Nigel are on their own tonight. Got that wrong then, didn't I? Uh, but Good as start. we, yeah, as we can both talk for ages, hopefully, be still entertaining I just put one year on from Burnley meltdown. What are your thoughts on the club owners and changes you think you have seen? Free field to add anything that you want. You want or you want? You want. You okay. want, yeah. So, uh, Maid Mirren, uh what did Sean think of the setup at Cardiff or was it yet <clears> another <throat> game he missed? Did you watch the game, Sean? Well,
2: well me he because he didn't, people. Well. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 uh... whoa, 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 whoa! I watched the second half. I listened yeah. to the first half. I I was out with my son, um, and I missed the first half because I was, uh, but I listened to it on the radio. But I watched the second half. Yeah, a oh, go. good parent. Uh, shut up, kid!
0: Cardiff has just scored. <laughs> um, good facilities, decent food, friendly police and stewards. Well organised. Just a pity there was a sniper in the ground taking pot shots at the Cardiff players. When three went down at the same time, I thought the game would be abandoned. <laughs> uh, your mate. Gary I watched free, it, I
2: would know what you would know, but, but. See, There was a point in the <clears>
0: second <throat> half where there was like three tackles all made roughly at the same time in various places in the pitch and all three, time, three ended up with players on the pitch lying, rolling yeah. around. There you go. Uh Gary Prince, your mate. Good evening. Can my best buddy Sean find out why we are only getting two and a half thousand away tickets at Old Trafford? The problem is is we would ask for maximum allocation. Is this all we can get? Well it's not uh, been announced it, i just announced Chelsea tickets are going on sale this week. Uh it'll be another couple of weeks till Manchester United tickets go and sell
2: well Gary might be right I will I will well funny you should say that because i it uh the OSB I'm <laughs> on the ticketing subgroup that, that meets on the 21st of yeah in 10 days time oh um so yeah hmm Aren't you supposed to be on, on the uh, Ticketing Subgroup as well, well, well
0: You know, the, 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 there's notification, and then there's notification, isn't
2: there?
0: yeah You know? Uh, I, I will a, find I mean, out. Notification's no, about as good as Wiss's notifications. So
2: In in, in the past, uh, it's been 3,000 Old Trafford. I, don't, I have not heard of a reduction, um, but I can probably talk to the head of Ticketing and find that one out, Gary. Right.
0: Uh, Nathan way good because he is way good Uh, from 12 months ago it feels like we have come so far yet we dish up crap like we did in the weekend and not for the first time so we still have a long way to go do you think Pelly was right to pick the same side again with the knowledge last time we went through a positive run it backfired
2: um One for Chris to answer.
3: I did at the start. I answered that at the start, didn't I? I'll give my opinions on the Cardiff and the team and the same team. That's usual. Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: Matthew Kemp, Andy Carroll injured, is he? Andy Carroll injured?
2: Not really, but Pellegrini seems to think so by saying he's got a small ankle injury, but he wasn't in the team anyway, so looking for excuses. He's
0: got a small ankle injury or he's got a small
2: ankle injury. Yeah. Oh, he's got, perhaps that's he's his got problem. Anyway. That's, he's got that's small ankles. Started, Is that his problem? He started three times this season. He's on his way. He's either to LA uh, or the MLS. Uh, uh, the Chronicle said he might go back to uh, Newcastle. He's, we've got a two-year option on him, but we have to give him a increase on the 85 grand a week it ain't gonna happen he ain't gonna be offered a deal at west ham unless it's a pay-as-you-play uh but his time at west ham is finished and i think as a free agent he's gonna wait and hear what offers he gets in uh in the summer and take the best offer
0: right well matthew kent went on and said well that's 80 grand a week off the wage but what he put of o f Come on, Matt. You know, I'm a bit of a stickler here, son. It's hey, off. He used,
3: Matt used to write for Oles, like you.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> he needs to get his obs and his offs. It's a common mistake. A lot of people make it, but it's off the wage bill next season. But he is worried. We don't have much of a transfer kitty though. Obviously read your story, Sean, or we'll see everybody have a milk down about it. Striker <laughs> clear out on the cards with Hernandez Perez also likely to leave means at least two strikers to come in. Gomez now interesting Liverpool, who are we looking at? Uncle Fester, probably.
2: Well um, it's a it's a good question, isn't it? Um I don't see Gomez coming this way. I don't see Marco leaving. I I should have said that. I don't see Marco. There's a clause in his contract. Look, we all know he got a bump in his basic pay. Uh, I'm not going to say how much because I always get in trouble when I release information like that. But he got a decent increase. He got what he wanted. Maybe he didn't get his 300 grand a week that he wanted in China. But the clause says that any club whether it's China or not must play 45 million pound and it must happen by a certain date in the summer it ain't gonna happen he's 30 now I just don't see the Chinese clubs coming back for him for 45 million pound when it's gonna cost them 90 million pound because they've got to pay 100% tax Uh, and I don't see anyone else paying 45 million pound for him so my view is he will be a West Ham player after the summer carol will definitely be gone but have we missed him anyway hernandez will be gone and definitely we need to get a replacement for him but let's remember hernandez is on 145 grand a week right so a lot of wages that we could get even someone on loan perez is on something like 85 grand a week and um and and so is is carol as well so there's a lot of wages to to be had even if we don't have big transfer fees
0: all right, there you go, people. Uh, Luke Stoneman, Sean, this is to you. You sit 5M from me, I guess in five metres, in the OS. Um, uh, this is my this is That'd my comment of calm. the night. Yeah, go on. He, he, he says, do you ever see any of the game? You're always on your phone. <laughs> Probably conducting a poll, asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well done luke that's the question uh, of the well,
2: luke please introduce yourself next time if if we're only five meters away please say hello get see if you can get me away from my phone to so grab his attention uh, sex him <laughs> i'm not as bad as he used to be that's not true yeah okay uh
0: dodgy uh kia aura from new zealand how is your dating app going, Nigel? I hear Maid Marian has been a relationship counselor due to lack of interest from Prince Sean. Anyway, this is not a marriage guidance podcast. <laughs> what do you believe? What do you believe are the difference between the pitch invasion and the aftermath we created at Burnley game a year ago and the incidents that have happened over the weekend in the Arsenal and Birmingham game? Not forgetting Rangers. Also, what are your views on Fredericks? So I want him to do well wherever he gets caught out. And do you think the general should return as our defence as we really have turned to custard in that department? So let's start with the difference between the Burnley and what we've just
2: had. Well, I mean what and pitch invasion's pitch invasion. It's it's funny how social media and media in general tends to overreact. I mean, we've had pitch invaders on rugby and all kinds of things for many years. Um, yeah, but normally they've we... got their tits out and we're all cheering. Yeah, all right. So, so <laughs> <that's>
3: punching <laughs> someone in the back one of the faulty words.
2: <laughs> no. no, tits is not can... there actually. All I right. can say that. We, we all know that the Birmingham Villa is a particular Flat. heated... I cannot say that. Um, is a particularly heated match, a bit like West Ham, um, you know, Millwall. So it's always a hot melting point. This guy, I believe he works for the NHS, has just got a 14-week jail sentence. Uh, Hitting someone in the back of the head is despicable. Everyone would agree, but it's one person. You know, it's not the return of hooliganism, as people said. Um, I didn't think it was as bad at Rangers and arsenal there's always been pitch invaders let's not overreact um yes you could have the same model as the london stadium by having the people in glasses and football boots um but i think the jack greelish thing was the big story and was despicable and of course then they had to talk about all the others to to try and make it into some epidemic of pitch invaders, which is not
3: chris uh well what, Fredericks? Do I get Fredericks? You can
0: have Fredericks or you can have Burnley. You can have both or all three.
3: Okay, well, there's a slight difference with the Burnley one because that was very much directed against the board. There's a bit of context because the, the march had been cancelled and that was just an attack on a rival player from a fan. So I do think there's differences in it. No players got attacked uh, in our one. Um, Ryan Fredericks, I'm not sure how long he's going to be around, to be honest with you. he seems He's a great athlete, but he seems to lack a bit of a football brain. Um, Plays with his head down as well. I'd like to see him get his head up. I'm not sure technically he's probably going to be what Pellegrini's looking for. So I wouldn't be surprised if a little bid came in for him. It it might well be quite tempting for him.
0: Okay. um, Burnley, for me, uh, was non-violent
1: Let's get this dinner party
0: started. Violent pitch invasion from the fans towards players, unlike Mark Noble, it was violent. <laughs> um, where if you look, there was violence from the fans towards the players. For the free, there was Rangers Friday night. The Arsenal, we pushed small in. It was not really violent. And let's face it, if a player had pushed Smalling like that, Smalling would have been rolling around on the floor in agony. Uh, And then obviously the terrible one at Birmingham, but there is another one at Birmingham that seems to be missed. Oh yeah, the steward. The steward, which I find quite funny, actually. Uh, The stewards, if people haven't seen it, Grealish scores, jumps into the Villa behind the goal, celebrates with the fans. The stewards do their usual steam in, and grab hold of the player. And this steward, who looks about 60, then as he's bundling Grealish back onto the pick, decides to give him a couple of knees. Yeah, I'll take that, son. Keep yeah. you, Grealish, take that. You with some blue and gives him a dig. And then the cameras cut away to Birmingham players upset about the goal and then cut back to the crowd just in time to see this steward being dragged away by three old Bill.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, not a lot's been said about
0: no, that. No, you know, So, and for a steward, is
2: that worse? Because the stewards, you know, in a way, that's worse than the fan. But you remember what it was like at the Bowling Ground. Most of the people at the Bowling Ground were mad West Ham fans. And I think maybe it's the same at Birmingham where it's, you know, at the London Stadium, <laughs> there's not a West Ham fan among them mostly. I mean, that might be slightly unfair. There is a few, um, but not many. But but not many. Uh, I think at Birmingham, it's probably there's, you know, they do it for the honour rather than the money or or out of any professionalism.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. Moving on, Clive Catterall. Well, for me, a year on, we are still the same old West Ham. Just not sure if that's a good thing or not. Ups and downs. It's the West Ham way. No, mate, this is more than just a podcast, Clive. West Ham <laughs> way. That's on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I change the channel. Uh, the 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 pontiff himself, Simon Pope. Evening, gentlemen. Well, what a crook of shit. I can't say that, Sire. I've got one of the 47 words. Uh, that was again on Saturday from the first minute they were up at us and deserved to win. We need to sort this out, he says, banging the table. As soon as Pelly adds to some to get into these players that we are good enough to compete with the big boys. No, we're not. Don't think we will get seventh, which I feel is a good thing this season. We've progressed from last year, but we still have a little bit to go. C-O-Y-I. Nick Harvey uh, says, well, one year on from that game against Burnley, I still wish the march had gone ahead last year. He's seen no true change in Sullivan, Golden, Brady. Brady continues to show a contempt for the fan base with yet another re-imaging of the SAB. Oh, yes, we have flags around the pitch, but we've copied that from Arsenal. Uh, He then gets a bit controversial. Wisser, uh, we remember them, who offered some hope last year, looks set to implode one year on, so still no true engagement with the fans. Mind you, we sell out each week, so why should Brady care? He still feels is a great appointment, but still got a long way to building a squad capable of challenging for seventh. I mean, I, when I read that, when I see that written down, challenging for seventh, who cares? Is is that the best we're going to do? Yeah. Now. Um, then we're wasting our time. We'd be better off just going with the Cups and finishing 14th. Definitely. That's what needs to be got over to the people. That's what the OSAB should be sitting down and telling.
2: Like, oh, hang on, on a that, minute. What? You called them the OSB. OSAB, I, I called them. Ah, uh, okay. As, which is what I call them. I
0: would call them the the SAB, but you get the ump, because I don't use the word official. Like we weren't official when we were on the SAB, but apparently now you lot are official. Well, we know what you are. It's
2: not. No, no, no. It has changed. And if you came, if you were a fly on the wall and looked at the OSB, and because you were on the SAB, you would see a different structure, a different mentality and a different way we engage with the club. You're not going to believe that. Lots of others All are going right. to believe it. And what it, is the, outcome, the outcome? Exactly the it's, same. It, it's two meetings. Two meetings.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, we'll God. see. We'll Other see. news. Uh, this is, we're still Nick Garvey. He's carried on. Uh, Carol's injured. May never play with a club. Hooray, he says. But then there's Wilshere laughing. And we were abject against Cardiff. Uh, Taffy Wallback. Uh, good old Taff, who I think is a ch- listener in China, uh, even though we won't go into China after last week. Well, it was inevitable that we would lose to Cardiff. It's the West End way. No, it's not Taff. We've done that. At the moment, it seems to be going in the right direction. Summer will be big on the agenda. Thanks for getting the post up before I go to sleep. <laughs> uh, Martin Payne, the stats show a 30% improvement on this time last year. Did you see that? Chris. I
3: did see that. And
0: what did you make of that? Come on.
3: Hey, how, do, how do you measure improvement? I don't doubt there's been some improvement. It's a lot better on the eye. I, I think um, we'd have been a lot worse if we'd have gone and stayed with Moyes. And I said, so yeah, I, I agree that there's been some improvement." But as I say, improvement from where and how do you measure it? I am. I I, I get. I, I worries me when we look at how we measure success and what you said about seventh. I totally agree with, and it's just not us either. When you look at Arsenal, for instance, I know they've dipped a bit now, but our, um, they were just happy to call it like the Champions League year after year, after year finishing fourth. What's fourth? What are you going to do with that? There's no glory in it. I think it's been so long since we've won anything that people have forgotten what it feels like to win something because I tell you what, actually going to Wembley for the day and winning a cup would just feel so much better than finishing seventh. And Pellegrini keeps on going on about it as well. He keeps on going on about seventh, um qualifying for Europe. He's done it at Malaga. He's done it here, there and everywhere. That bloke would be a legend at West Ham if anybody would. If we <clears> won a club, <throat> he, would, he would go down in history. That's what i just like yeah. to see us all doing, really.
0: Yeah. Do, you know, do you know, I think we've only qualified for the UEFA tournament by league position once
2: now our history. Um, fair play was the last time, wasn't nah, it?
0: Yeah, but that's not done by league position. What I'm saying yeah, no, is, I was is say that normally, was like play. the
2: few times
0: that we've got in, so we've played in the Cup, Winners' Cup, so UEFA Cup, we got into for finishing fifth. That was through league position. Um, but since then, we've got in through the fair play league and then yeah. we got in, obviously, through losing the FA Cup in two thousand and six when Sixth, we went out yeah. to Palermo. And then when after the Fair Play qualification, so Slaven Bilic's first year, we finished seventh. But you only get UEFA Cup finishing seventh if some of, or if two teams in the top's four have won an FA Cup, yeah. or have won a trophy, so it yeah. pushes it down. So only once under Harry Redknapp in our history have we actually qualified by league position. Yeah. So anyway, twice. One, But anyway. one
2: one hour eleven. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, I, I'm moving on. But anyway,
0: I don't. That's that. I'll just say that thing that got put out yesterday: the thirty percent were the most improved team. This season, you can't compare after 30 games. We've still got Man United, Chelsea, and Tottenham. I've oh, just Sean's yawning again. Uh, Sorry, to keep, it's been a long day. Yeah, to, to, to measure it against. So you have to measure it after 38 games, he said. uh So Martin Payne says the Dave's have both been conspicuous by their absence in the media, not on Clare and you Uh which let's be honest is no such a bad thing. Since the end of the season, it's all been positive from the club. Ed Hughes, uh, big club mentality is a long way away. Any club in the bottom third who have no interest in, we just roll over and play dead. It's been like that for many years, but what needs to change? That's Facebook done with. Excellent. Now, for that. We go on Twitter. Listen, mate, we're getting so popular now. It's unbelievable. Sixteen replies.
2: Maybe we percent. should pick and choose them.
0: Well, but yeah, but then we wouldn't be the podcast that that, that, that reads out that the, people's, people's the people's podcast. I think people's podcast. That's it. it. All right. The, uh, Go on, then. Uh, you know the the Plasto Popular Front. Uh,
2: Come on, move on.
0: Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, glasses. Uh, Belinda K- 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 Katis, I can't pronounce your last name, Belinda. Forgive me. Kaya. Uh, anyway, it's Greek better place than at the beginning of the season. My only concern is whether the owners will see it through. You can tell Pellegrini is building, but will the owners be supportive? Thank you, Belinda. Uh, Our friend, Canning Town Len, says it's an improvement. The beer situation is a shambles, though.
2: Yeah? Can we reveal that we had asked Canning Town Len to come on the uh, podcast tonight? No, we can't reveal that. All right. okay. Fine. (laughs) Nick
0: Maddox, can you say hello to my dad, Rob Maddox? Hello, Rob Maddox. Hello, Rob. Hello, Rob, hello, Rob Maddox. Because old Plasto boy, a bit posh than sound Plasto, got proper trees real, uh, He's now living in Perth, Australia. He loves the podcast, never misses the show. I have G'day. A strong G'day, Rob. You're gonna G'day. G'day, G'day. G'day. You will say <laughs> I have a strong suspicion Is a man crush on Sean. What? Yeah, that's what Rob, what Nick has said about his dad, Rob. Need to get out more, Rob, if that's the case. <laughs> dear, I yeah. Uh, Bobby Moore, RIP, says, uh, Hi, chaps. Looking forward to it. For me, there seems to be a culture of complacency at the club, a kind of self-imposed glass ceiling of averageness and mediocrity punctuated by the occasional glimpse of what might have been. If they not get, at home, like, worrying you to get. I think you got to take it as an overall package. There is not a league table for being at the home.
2: You get, but isn't home? Look, we were complaining, right? For for, and part of this comes back to Burnley. We're complaining that we we weren't getting the results at home. You know, we we win more than we lose at home now, and we seem to be got that winning mentality at home, which we've we've suffered. From in, in previous seasons. We just haven't got it sorted away from home. Although I will say we won three away games in December. So it's a little bit of a goldfish, <laughs> goldfish syndrome. But we've lost to Watford, Wolves, and Bournemouth at home. Yeah, disappointingly. Yeah. Yeah. We've raised our game for the big clubs and and done worse against some of the lesser teams. That yeah. is correct. Uh,
0: Jerry Meyer, who I'm guessing is American uh, with a name like that. Uh, might not be where we want to be, but if you look back at the beginning of the season, we would have all loved to be in the top 10 right now, which I'll give him is probably true. Happy with everything <laughs> this season, but always want more. There you go. Uh, and, and he's part of the No Co Irons, which is possibly North Carolina. All right, cool. Uh, Dave Lamble says, look forward to a three-hour special. Uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> it will be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come on, we're not going to get it. Oh, uh, dear. So, uh, Amherst fan 02 or now calls himself Woody, but not that Woody, people. His
3: oh, yeah, name's Alan. I'm, I'm sure his name's Alan.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Well, Alan Woody, a's fan O two seven nine seven four four. Aside from your own, what are your favourite West Ham podcast YouTube channels? I'll go first. Hammers Chat. Very wonderful.
3: Oh, wow. I, I I'm quite fond of more than just a podcast it with the ring that. Um I'll tell you what though, never watch that cat in town then. He's dodgy. Dodgy, dodgy geezer.
2: Uh YouTube. Uh yeah, I mean look, I listen to the West Ham Way. I listen to the American podcast. Um I I don't and I don't know why, but I don't listen to Stop Hammer Time anymore. Um I should do maybe, Uh, and I don't listen to maybe the
3: Free Hammers and Green Street Hammers is another one. Honest question, because this is you know my domain if if you like, because I'm involved in this. How does it, how do people find time to watch and listen to them all because there are just so many you you can't physically watch and read everything because I look at other west Ham, uh, I look at other clubs and they don't have the the same amount of podcasts and YouTube channels or rest of it that we do we seem to our fan base seems to be able to sustain loads of them and, and I don't know how everybody yeah. gets the time to do it. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what. I
2: mean, we, we have a number of people who listen to all the podcasts. I think there's six West End podcasts, and I, I, I sent something listing them all, and some people like this Love Radio podcast and et cetera. Look, with podcasts, the great thing is, and I'm, I'm the same, you can download them and play them in the car when you're traveling somewhere or commuting somewhere. So awesome. The beauty with podcasts is – you know, it feels time. And, and I was traveling on the M4 on Friday and I, I had a number of podcasts. And instead of listening to the radio, I just listened to different West Ham podcasts back to back uh, to catch up. And I think a lot of people say they go out on a run, they go commuting on the train or the tube and listen to the podcast, or or they listen in the car. Um, I think you've got a slightly different medium, uh, you know, along with Canning Town Len, Hammers Chat, West Ham Fan TV, in it has to be more of a. A visual thing you can't you can't listen to it while you're doing something else you have to really watch it to get to understand it and therefore you've it you've got to grab the people haven't you in a in a shorter amount of time
3: yeah you get outside. away
2: of it chris because you're better looking
3: i i, I am i'm a fine looking man i just wonder <laughs> if um, I, I think i'm being taken into the into the cars i think people are having a donald trump when they're watching my uh my shows to be honest with you
2: I see, and I, not to give the, the the competition a plug, but I see uh, X and Dave appeared on West Ham Fan TV uh, at um, at uh, Cardiff. Although I see X was off camera.
3: Well, you've got you got to protect your anonymity. Yeah. Of course, as people might not know he's he's an ex uh, ex West Ham player. Of
2: course. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. I do, I do, I do watch um, Hammers. I, Chat do, and, I do, I do, I do. And uh, I did put I a put Hammer's chat video up noticed, on, uh, on Sunday. You, thank, thank I hope. So yeah, there you go. See, I don't forget you, Chris. Thank you. He was a bit desperate of something to write apart from... <laughs> <laughs> you
0: would
3: call it a slow news day. Oh, oh come yes, on. Don't slow say that. News.
2: Next, right. you'll say he was, next, you're going to tell him that he was a fourth choice today to come on. Uh, I thought it was fifth, actually. Yeah. It wasn't.
3: <laughs> My third appearance. My third, I'm, like a, I'm like alone.
2: You were, oh, you're a regular now.
0: You're yeah, a regular I'm now. A match, <laughs> I'm
2: like
3: a to match, Bardo. I'm everyone's naughty with. You know what I
0: mean? Anyway, uh, moving on. Come well, on. Come Woody on. says for Nigel, it's that question. Without changing anything in the past, what can the owners do in the next 12 months to stop you moaning about them? Are you ready? Good question sell the club. There you go. It won't happen. Well, then I'll keep moaning.
2: By the hat. way, and it brings in a leave. little question. Let, let's do a little bit of myth Do you like myth busters? Well, go on then. Bust my there myth. is a myth going on. There's a myth going around that, the, um, the owners are going to sell the club when they get to a particular date. So as you are probably aware, um, the, Agreement was signed in two thousand and thirteen, and it's and and they there's a penalty if they sell the club in the first ten years. Yeah, they have to give a percentage back to the government. So there's this myth going around that in two thousand and twenty three, the owners will sell the club at the first possible uh, chance. Let me tell you now, that ain't going to happen. There is no, there is no, well they don't. They're, they're these these look, Golds in his eighties um and obviously late 60s for for sullivan not the best of health they don't he's a billionaire sullivan and and gold's got you know half a billion whatever they don't need the money what are they going to do this is their hobby now this is what they there is no point towards the end of their life they want to hand this club on to their children they're setting him up you know we're grooming jack to become the future chairman whether we like it or not i think jack's a good guy by the way and i think he'll make a good chairman in the future <laughs> and and i think i think, oh, sick I think fan. leave it alone will and you and i and please? i you should be watching the bbc oh, dear. And, and and i think vanessa and jackie will make good board members on the west Ham board and even jack uh, sorry dave jr Will come of age at some point and grow up a bit, and, and probably come into the family fold when when maybe he's a an agent uh, and helping the club in other ways in the future. So I will make a prediction that the club will not be sold in two thousand and twenty three. Come back and say you heard it here first. It won't happen. They're going to pass it on, and and I will I will predict that both Gold and Sullivan will die. die owning West Ham, either one and not the same time, <laughs> by the way, before you're thinking it, Nigel, that that, that both of them will pass away. See, I'm having to hold my tongue
0: because I could say some things and people would just think, I've just, you know, I live in hope. I shouldn't have said that. Anyway.
3: <sighs> well, that's, that's, you've got the, the better the devil, you know, there. I mean, you know, if what Sean says is true, if they do pass away, then the, it stays within the family anyway, doesn't it? So, you know, what, what,
2: What good is it, Winner? What good
0: is it? Are we done? I'm going to go on to see I I can't because I'm I'm holding myself from not saying stuff. I don't want to know what you're holding yourself. (laughs) I I just just, don't want to say stuff that actually uh, will will offend people. Yeah, well,
3: Uh,
0: probably. uh, Do we know how long he's left to Lanzini's contract?
2: uh, Well, yeah, he's got – technically, he's he's got a year – but he's, we've got another two-year option that we can exercise. And um, and that's likely to come with a increase in salary uh, to reward him, uh, assuming that he, he keeps up his uh, – you know, he doesn't break down again. But that should be sorted in the summer. All right,
0: okay. All right, thanks for that. Uh, big up to Tony Clark, who – I'd love to know how much money he spends in West Ham because I think he comes for about five or six games a season. He flies all the way in from America. Uh, they keep doing it. Uh, where does our training ground stack up to others? The pictures always look like a temporary office trailer, a construction site. Does oh, it get wrong. the job done or is it a problem? Thanks. This one for Gonzo. Yeah, well, thanks. Hold up, hold up. Thanks, y'all. See that? Y'all. Yeah. Y'all.
3: Yeah, I've been. I, uh, I was lucky enough to do a a video down there, and um, it's 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 inadequate, quite frankly. Um, particularly compared to what a lot of the other clubs are spending, and not just the Man Uniteds and the Arsenal's and the Tottenham's, who you would expect actually compared to. To our contemporaries, to people like Leicester, to people like Walls, to people who we should be perhaps competing with, it ain't good enough. Pellegrini's walked in there and said it ain't good enough. And having been in there, there is nothing high tech or amazing about, particularly the building that you would walk in and, and say, "Wow, it does just—it's not a new building; it's an old converted building." The pitches are nice. I will say that about them. The pitches are very nice, very uh, well manicured, very well cared for. They are exactly the same with a four G pitch exactly the same as as they are on the in the stadium. They're immaculate. So the outdoor facilities mm. are actually all right. It's the building and it's it's the recovery rooms. It's it's all of that stuff. It's the gyms. It's amazing how tightly packed people are and how close proximity. When I went in there. I was walk. I was walking through, um, and it was the older uh, head of head of media who was taking me through there. Max, lovely, lovely man. And when we were walking through, before you get to the the gymnasium part, there's a sort of cafeteria on the left. So in between that, as you walk through the corridor and the gymnasium, there's a, like a little cupboard thing, an anti <laughs> anti Carol was in the cupboard on an exercise bike, you know, one of those things that you, and you're washing over. Um, He he was there peddling away and it was just the most bizarre thing. And Ogbonna was in the main, was in the main thing, but it was very, very small. Everybody has been to a gym that's much bigger and much more luxurious than what West Ham training. So uh, that you talk about a building, the stadium being pulled down and being rebuilt, that thing needs being pulled down and being rebuilt. And the press rooms, the press rooms are literally as a, a static caravan sort of thing, porter cabin.
2: Can I add something? Yeah. I mean, it, it, what you say is true. You know, I've been to Rush Green. Um, they spent about five million on it. You know, the gym used to be a lot worse. They have added some extra. They remodeled it uh, as an old building. You're right. They've invested over a million pound in the Deso pitches, which are the same as the stadium. They've done that. There are. There is. There are rumors. Like, of... there's O'Connor pitches though contamination on the golf course next door that causes issues, but look, I don't think our injuries are down to particular problems uh, with it. We had the same thing at, at Shadwell Heath. I think this is an improvement on Chad Shadwell Heath. Shadwell Heath. Oh, that's
3: the World, that's the world training ground. It's that,
0: yeah? All right. Shadwell <laughs> Heath. Shadwell uh, Heath. Heath. Is that bar whopping, is it? Shadwell you Heath. You know,
2: there was the rooms that there was rocks and things, and it was always causing the injuries. Those injuries are still carried on at, at, at Rush Green. Anyway, could we invest more we? money Yes yes, but but let 's go back to the finances. You know we haven 't got the money. If we want to invest twenty or thirty million pounds to bring it up to Chelsea or Spurs or Everton on one of those ones, that has to come from somewhere else, so that means less money to spend in the transfer window or raising the ticket pr- season ticket prices it 's not rocket science; you have to spend more money. If you want to invest in that, again, the money's not going to come out of the pockets from the owners, so you have to decide where where the money's going to come from. Just to not be let,
0: left out, our two have been to Rush Green. Oh, what what, what a knowledgeable
3: bunch we are.
0: Oh, I I saw Jim Bowen there, (laughs) and and it was a really good night. He did take the piss out of my haircut, because I had a ponytail at the time, and I was unfortunately sitting at the front table. But that was when it was the Ford United football ground. Yeah. uh, And that about says it probably sounds like it used to be back then. Um, Anyway. Lewis... John the Trout or Lewis Evan Trout as he normally used to go by he keeps changing his name. Pellegrini said Friday we needed to start the game off on the front foot, but we didn't. We keep doing the opposite, so why aren't the players listening? It's not hard instructions after all. Othersfield will now know what they need to do. Also is AC injured again. I think we covered that, didn't we? He is, but he's not. Uh, Canyontown Jen.
3: Says, I agree with Len. Of course she does. Of course she does, you dirty minx. Yes. Is is there a relationship between the oh, two? Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's bordering on stalking. Oh, was it? No, not really. She's very nice, Jen. So is Len. I think they should make a little, you know. Let's get it
0: on. Ooh. <sighs> anyway, that's all the singing I'm doing. Uh, right, is that is that it? No, Dave Landwald oh. said, I like Dave, I like that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, so does Sean. That's great conversation. (laughs) I just
1: had
0: a thought you could go through the accounts and explain FFP. Uh, We ain't got time for that. Matt
2: Clark. And for another day, don't believe it. That's another show. That sounds like one of
3: your disingenuous series, Nigel. You should come and do one on our channel.
2: I could. FFP FFP. is still loud, is is still very present, but another day. Omnipresent.
0: Uh, Matt Clark. You have at least one listener in China. This one. There you go. See? After all you having a gun me last week. Hong Kong or China? Which one? Hong Kong. Uh, China. All oh, right. Uh, okay. and I'll, I'll refrain from my Chinese.
2: No, please makes. don't do any Chinese accents.
0: Or, or, or the fact that, did you know the original Chinatown was in East London? Did you know that? That Limehouse was the original Chinatown.
2: Didn't know that. He learned yeah. everything.
0: And when I was a kid, I was told that it used to be called Rimehouse. But the Chinese people that lived there couldn't pronounce Rimehouse. They used to say <laughs> Limehouse. <laughs> and that is our Limehouse got its name. Is that, anyway, is that true? <laughs> did Pellegrini get it tactically uh, Well, don't ever say to a Chinese man, that chicken is rubbery, because he'll probably say, thank you very much. But anyway... Did Pellegrini get it tactically wrong, or did the players just ignore his instructions? Based on his body language, Matt thinks it was the latter. He didn't look happy, did he? Joe Frost, Jack's brother. When you look at the other clubs, like us in the Premier League, they're also incredibly inconsistent. Do you think their fans get as frustrated and complain as much as our fans do? Or do do we have the biggest bunch of negative folks around who breed on the negativity? No,
2: I think, I think lots of fans are like that and we just live in a West Ham bubble and we don't see it, but I think other fans are the same. Moving on. Okay. Uh,
0: I don't believe West Ham will ever be a serious club, says Julian Lawrence. Unless we have a billionaire by the club and get world-class players, a la Man City. Well, I hope you uh, listened at the beginning of the show because you'll find that ain't happening. We continue to lose easy games. No point in getting my hopes up for this club to ever get to the next level. The thing that will forever choke these owners till the day they leave the planet or the club. Done. There you go.
2: Right. Are you ready? Yeah, Go.
0: than mm-hmm. just for class. Super 6 League Update and in at 10 we've got Mac- Mark Watch on 385 and the 9 James Madwick
3: 386
0: up to 8 Alan Osteen on 386 as well number 7 Johnny Wilkinson here a Gold on 387 number 6 Iron Fifth. Three nine zero, coach in the top five. Jeffrey Smith, three nine one. One off. Four. Bill Walker in the four oh five. Stewart three, long time leader. Walk is 0 four oh nine. Number two, Mark Matthews also four oh nine. Now running away with it. At number one, Lee Davis. Four.
2: Two, six. Presenter update. Oh, no, we we haven't got time for that. No, no, we must move on.
0: Down to 22 is Mr. Sean Whetstone on 348. But hold on, people. Up to 21 is Moir himself on 352. I finally got there, but can I stay there?
2: How many points between us? Four points. Four points. Damn.
1: At
0: one how point, how, I was twenty-four
2: points behind. How? How? Um, how about John and George? Are they? Well, oh, they gave up. Fuck it. No. Did you? Oh, do you play
3: see, Super now Six?
0: you've said it, and you made me swear.
2: Do you play Super Six, Gonzo?
3: I don't. I'm very, very bad at a lot of stuff, and that's. Oh, you that's can join our league then. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. We, we also to play good
2: the. If you get nothing. He doesn't mention the fancy league. I'm absolutely. Beating him in the fancy league, but he doesn't Premier League fancy league. Anyway, that's we're, we're already at one thirty-four. Let's let's talk predictions. We are in. Uh, are we all going this Saturday? Because I know you've missed so many games, Nigel. It's Ooh. unbelievable. You this season. Yeah, I have, and I. Yeah, you have. I don't yeah. know why, but it, there's oh, just been other things. All of one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have, uh, oh well,
2: well I know George has missed. Uh, George, it was George that says he's missed more than he's ever missed ever before. <laughs> Well, um, you missed a few. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, I made up for it. And you want to you've VAD? Holidays in Chicago and everything. Anyway, I haven't missed it since. Uh, are you going this Saturday, uh, Nigel? Yes. And how about you,
3: Chris? Are you going? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I don't mean that sarcastically. I've not... I don't feel. Like... You've missed a few, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well? last game was Crystal Palace. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I'll go down the, a bit of a ritual. So go down the boats, um, and uh, I'm going to get drunk actually. And um... plug your Go on, we're run over. Go on, well, you know, yeah, it's uh, we have got the boats. We have got the boat barges out the front. It's a, they're pretty much the closest bar that you'll be able to attend anyway uh, to the stadium without drinking in the fan zone. Uh, let's say it. So if you want some proper beer then come down the boats uh, just go on to hammerschat.com click on the boats follow hammers underscore chat at twitter uh yeah you know come come down and, come and
2: down. if you mention more than just a podcast they charge you a pound extra
3: they certainly certainly will <laughs> and, and we do serve a lovely panani on there
2: and if 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 you're buying uh, as a special more than just a podcast extra if you t- order two pints at the same time at the bar you will pay the same price. As two pints at the bar. You, you as certainly, as a, as a we, have that, we have that one.
3: Actually, we do do little promotions on drinks and stuff like that. We've got a barbecue, oh, do down. Yeah, we've got a barbecue down there as well. So uh, listen, if, if it's not, if it's not raining, it's, it's a great place to be. And I'll tell you what, last season, uh, a lot of people were staying on the boats because you get, you know, you have a sing song and enjoy West Ham and um, it was better than watching that football. But you know, we marched on the stadium. At no. about 22. You
2: mean some people stayed on the boats and didn't even go to the game.
3: It did happen a couple of times. Yeah. Um, oh my God.
2: Anyway, Let's go for the predictions. Uh, let's start with you, Nigel. Uh, West Ham, Huddersfield. Come on, prediction. 3-1. Uh, 3-1. One. One. Uh, Chris?
3: Yeah, I, I think we're going to win. I'll go. I do something different, but 3-0. I think we need it. I think sometimes we need, well, often we need a defeat and they need to rocket up their arse and, and things get swapped around and, and we win and then we'll, you know, the, the cycle will repeat itself, Sean. Sure.
2: And I will go for a very, very different, um, one nil. Because uh, it's my favourite prediction. I think we'll win one nil, and uh, Lanzini free kick will be the one oh. to win it. There you go. You heard it this first. Does he uh, take the free kicks? He can do. Yes, I've seen him take free yeah. kicks.
0: Yeah. Oh. Anyway,
2: uh, Chris, will you put to- that on the Super Six? One nil. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thanks for being uh, our full thank you, Chris. Choice uh, standing tonight. It's very much appreciated. Do you want to plug all of your media channels and your YouTube channels? This is your thirty-second free advert.
3: Nah, not really. I wouldn't worry about it. It's like <laughs> the rubbish. Hammers chat. I wouldn't even bother. You've probably heard enough. You're probably sick of the sound of me. I'll tell you what. If you tune into Hammers chat and the videos, you're just going to hear more of this nonsense. So I wouldn't bother. Don't worry about it. Come and come and get drunk if you want at the Huddersfield game
2: excellent excellent uh so it's goodbye
3: from me sean It's goodbye from chris goodbye thank you for having me on i do do enjoy it do appreciate it and uh i'll tell you what this hour has seemed very a lot longer than usual though
2: yeah it's an hour and 38 uh, anytime nigel is it always goes on and on and it's goodbye from nigel goodbye come on you irons Bobby more just a ah, Shadwell, Heath. When... When's the carpet going
3: down, Nigel? Uh
0: for the Everton game, isn't it?
3: Have they got, have they got curtains to match?
0: <laughs> but then they're going to have someone open it. Do you know the first carpet one? I believe it's in Canyon Town. It's true. <laughs>
1: Insightful and thought provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.